Hello, and welcome to the Go Take Pictures podcast, where we spend time getting to know people who've decided to use photography to communicate in powerful ways. And the question I want to ask, how do they balance making art with being a real person? How does photography fit into their family, their job, struggles, and everyday life? At the end of the conversation, I'm hoping to know where the art comes from and then share that with you. My guest on this episode is Jared Armijo, a Portland, Oregon-based photographer and artist who's originally from New Mexico. His imagery is profoundly beautiful, blending breathtaking images from nature with his signature color work and conceptual process. We talked about the recent release of his collection in the NFT space, as well as his process and how it's evolved over time. Jared, thanks for taking the time to uh, this beautiful Sunday afternoon to have a conversation with me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, it's kind of funny to uh, start recording this, and 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 we've been talking about this for a few weeks. I I get pestering because and mainly because I'm just I want to know more about your art, which is it's selfish for me. I don't think it's pestering. I, it's just it's, you know the past couple of weeks are just crazy, especially because right. not to get into the NFC NFT sort of thing, but creating that collection and really like. I wrote a book essentially <laughs> within nice. like two weeks essentially and I've never done that much writing in my life and editing and in terms of like editing the words. I think I wrote like 48 to 50 pages wow. total. I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> well, I, I know we will, we will definitely, we had talked about that. I, mean, I think we all get a, have been a little overloaded on NFTs lately. Like that's yeah, that's kinda... why I'm like, whatever about it, you know, like, meh. But you're, the work, and I want to dig into that a little bit more because I feel like your, your photography combined with poetry is kind of uniquely suited to that, that genre or that medium. So I do want to talk about that some because I think it's important. Um, before we get too much further in here, would you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, um, what you do, that sort of thing? Uh, I'm originally from New Mexico. I was born in a small town called Portales, which no one knows where that's at, which is fine. I don't blame you. Um, <laughs> so I usually just tell people I'm from like Albuquerque or something. Sure. And then they're like, oh, okay, because when they hear New Mexico, all they hear is Mexico. And when they hear Portales, they're like, oh, that is so foreign. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, I'm not from Mexico. It's in, from New Mexico and Portales is a small town. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, I live in Portland, Oregon right now currently, but um, planning on probably moving back to the Southwest probably next year. Oh, cool. Um, I work in medical full time. I do CAT scan and uh, work here at a hospital in Portland. Oh, fantastic. Um, I will just say that I have kind of been following your work for a while because there's there are like these little, I think for lack of a better word, there's kind of these pods of photographers in different areas. And I kind of immediately started noticing that you would post and then um, – somebody else would post from the same place and then you guys would be posting stories. And I noticed you have kind of a small group of photographers that you shoot with fairly often. I do. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's my small group of friends that, um, they're really close friends of mine. Um, they're like family. Um, we talk every day, not even about photography, to be honest with you, just about whatever is going on in their life or what they're doing that day. Or if we don't hear, anything from them we kind of like freak out because it's such a regular 
ordeal that we wake up and like, hey, how is everyone? Or, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, have a good day and whatever BS or funny, uh, funny meme they'll send or something, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, it's a small, like, they're like my tribe. Um, I usually shoot with, um, like, Tara Workman, for example, and she's probably the one I most often shoot with to be quite honest with you, um, just because her and I schedule, um, we're both medical. So we're able to kind of like take off and coordinate with each other a bit more. Right. And we also have the same mentality on like almost everything though. We shoot differently, very differently. Um, we both have the same mentality in terms of like how we go about shooting and photographing. Right. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So it's such a great combination for us. Like, you know, we'll go to a space and I'll say, hey, I, I need to pull over real quick. I need to go shoot this. And it's like, okay, like no biggie. No, you know, so I'll run out to where the fuck I am <laughs> and uh, go shoot for maybe five to like 30 minutes. Then I'll come running back to the car. Then we'll drive off and vice versa. She'll do the same thing. And I'm like, that's fine. You do you. <laughs> right. Um, so it's a great uh, relationship in that sense and i'm very thankful for it because we both allow each other to grow and value the landscape in different ways and be creative um we're like i would say we're each other's biggest cheerleaders and it's been great to have such a positive um supporter i guess with my work oh i think that's really cool that you have having a tribe like that is, is pretty amazing it is. And again, I'm thankful, like all my other friends who like, you know, Sean and Lishi and Sam and Howie, every, you know, all of them, I can keep going on, but they're all amazing. And we all support each other. But more importantly, we're just a really great group of friends. I love it. Uh, they've gotten me through a lot of my dark moments, especially um, creatively uh, with my creativity, just because um the way i view landscape is a bit different and it kind of takes a toll on my mental state sometimes to be honest right okay so i i've heard enough other people i've heard you talk in in spaces on twitter i've heard you talk with other people on their recordings their their podcast recordings here's what i would love to know i think that your art is so wildly different than any photographers that I've ever seen. And I would love to dig in a little bit to, to kind of understand how you approach it and, and kind of where it fits in your life. Cause you mentioned you have a full-time career in, in healthcare and you've got uh, this crew of people that you shoot with and your work doesn't look like theirs, even though you go to the same places. And I, I'm just, I'm, this is me being totally just curious and a little bit fascinated, but I'd love to know more about, you know, kind of where this all comes from and, and how, how you approach it and why you approach it the way you do. So a couple winters ago, maybe it was like three winters ago or four at this point, I can't remember. Um, I reached a point in my journey as a photographer where I looked at my landscape and I was just like, this is very, um, I'm a naturally a very creative person and I was just looking at it like this isn't I can make this better like how do I make this better how do I make my own style how do I 
intertwine, I guess, everything to make it what it currently is. So like one winter, I went back and I looked at my old work and I had this conversation with Tara on our last big trip, like in, well, not Death Valley, but I think it was Utah or something. And I was speaking about intent and how important intent is in someone's work. And that's when you know, like, they're an awesome photographer. They got their own style because they have their own intent. Hmm. So for me, a couple, maybe three winters ago or so, I went back. And I've been doing photography since I was in high school. Um, I went back and grabbed all my old photographs even like portraits, random stills I did with my film stuff, like just all this stuff. And I brought it all out and I was just curious to see what high school self liked, right. you know? Oh, I and love it. I think you got to go back and figure out what your influences were. Right. Who was I back then? Right. And like who I am, who am I still, right? right. It's just kind of like compare and contrast yeah. and where the familiarities or similarities um and which made it kind of hard honestly um to do in such a short amount of time but i did i i just laid everything out and i went through uh i noticed a couple things one with my black and whites i've always liked sort of a minimal black and white um of course my colors didn't come through obviously because it was black and white but like later when I got digital, my digital SLR, I noticed like my colors are very um, not as super saturated, I guess. And I like it's just what I was drawn to. So mm-hmm. I noticed those two things, I guess. It's it very minimal but impactful. And then I did notice I had like kind of a, like a creepy factor or like a dark factor into mm-hmm. the work. So like even though some of my photographs, my current photographs are a bit light and balanced in terms of color, like some of them are actually pretty dark. Um, but that's kind of where I grew my aesthetic, I guess. And then I, you know, during that winter as well, I did re- more reflecting. I reflect a lot, just like on my, I had a really interesting childhood and um, growing up, I guess, in college and whatnot. And so I kind of reflected on what I loved as a kid as well. And, you know, I I was raised in Japan partly, and then I always loved Japanese aesthetics. Um, I loved how balanced their colors and their compositions were throughout their art. Um, uh, You know, a big influence for me when I was growing up was Hayao Miyazaki. Mm -hmm. Um, He brought life to very ordinary subject matters. And, I was just completely, I guess, blown away by that. It's like, how did he look at this field and just animate it so beautifully that makes you feel kind of like at peace, you know? So I studied a lot of his films It feels super intentional. It's super intentional. That's the thing. And I was like, oh, this is intentional. So I forced myself to find my own personal intent i guess that couple winters ago i guess i think that's fantastic well and it's interesting that you mentioned you've talked about the you know for you to go back and say that you kind of went back and you've revisited the black and white film work is interesting because so many of the conversations 
that like the, the thing I hear consistently is people talk about your color and I, yeah, <laughs> but I think it's interesting because I, to me, and this is maybe just me, uh, maybe it's splitting hairs or getting, you know, sp- really specific with language, but I've always felt like when I look at your work, it, this, it's not really about color. It's about tonality um, hmm. to, is what I notice. Um, I know that there's, I know there's colors. I know that color is such an important part to you, but it feels like the reason that the colors work so well together is because they're related, if that makes sense. And black and white is all about tonality. I guess that's true. Um, And the colors are related Um, in terms of with my chromesthesia, you know, it, it all makes sense, at least in my mind. And then translating it out into the environment makes sense because I pick out colors that will work compared to colors that do not work. Yeah. Okay. So real briefly, because I might have a different listener base than people who've listened to other podcasts where you've talked, give us the high level chromesthesia definition. (laughs) Just essentially, um, music makes me see colors and shapes. And so when I listen to it, um, it pops up in my head, essentially kind of like a third eye, so to speak. So when I go out into the environment, I either listen to music prior to going out to the environment or during when I'm photographing or when I'm post-processing mm-hmm. in order to um, pick out the colors primarily to sure. uh, process in, with my work, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and this is part of a, a broader definition of synesthesia right yeah yes yes because it's not just some people are affected not by music but by other things oh yeah for sure some people like i think um like alex noriega for example i was talking to him he's a friend and he's a really good guy and i was talking to him about mine but i think he has it with numbers like Mm -hmm. some numbers are just different colors so he's always good at remembering um colors for the numbers or where numbers, I mean, excuse me. Um, so it really depends. Like everyone's different. Um, some people like can taste color. I don't, you know, and like, it's such a weird, like, I'm like, am I phrasing that right? But yes, I am. It just really depends. Well, I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but I, I grew up as a musician and I have a few different friends that I, that I, you know, played with and studied with in college that had perfect pitch. And they always described that that they they kind of thought of pitch as color. So, oh, then that yeah, that's yeah. kind of similar. Yeah, yeah. Like, like sure. when they when they hear when they hear a a, a C, you know, a C note, they that has a specific color, and so they can't help but know what it is. If that makes any sense, like they're like, oh, yeah, totally. When you see purple, you know what purple is. Well. When I see C, I just, it is very clear that it's that thing. And I can't, I don't, I'm not hearing it like you are. I'm <laughs> seeing it. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. And so like, and it's not every sound or every tone, like if you played a keyboard for me, half the time it won't trigger anything mm-hmm. um, or like a guitar sound, but it's like, I don't know, like music, certain musicians just trigger the hell out of it. Like, you know, Grimes, Billie Eilish, Lord, Florence Welch, Fleetwood Mac, Lana Del Rey, mm-hmm. uh, Enya as well. Yeah. And I noticed, um, and Sigur Rose too, but mm-hmm. 
and most of them are female based, which I have no idea if that's just because they're, <laughs> I have no idea, right. but like, those are the musicians that usually trigger it or yeah. female based. Oh, that's, that's super interesting. So, um, and I, I love hearing that it's sometimes you listen before, sometimes during, sometimes during, you know, when you're doing post-processing and that becomes the thing that it helps influence and helps guide where you're going. Basically. Yeah. So like, if I'm listening to music, I try to like remember the colors um, in my mind, of course. And mm-hmm. so, like, when I go out to the environment, um, I'll look around and just be like, okay, well, I think this song by Enya would work really well here in comparison to like Fleetwood Mac. Um, yeah. If I mean, you know, and it doesn't always work. That's the thing. So, like, my work takes a little bit longer to create because. I'm trying to like piece together one, my work is a bit um, metaphorical mm-hmm. and it's a visual diary of who I am. So I'm trying to piece that together. And then on top of that, the color aspect and shape aspect as well. Right. So I, I um, Oh, go ahead. You're, you're going to say something. Oh no. Okay. So I, <laughs> so I, I'm always about digging in deeper on stuff that I haven't heard you talk about. So I have asked you on in spaces, about the, you know, about how I'd love to, I just want to get in here and talk about it some more because you answered me before when I asked you, but this is, this is my podcast. So I get to, ask <laughs> we, we get to talk about it more. So I, I am super fascinated by the idea that when I see your work, these are clearly not scenes that you just stumbled upon. And, and I'm, what I'm curious about is how much of the time you have, how much of this is preconceptualized and how much of it is, Hey, I, I stumbled upon this beautiful scene. So that's funny. Um, it really depends that, it, you know, it really depends. I'll say this, my latest trip with Tara to death Valley was more stumbling than me actually planning. And I purposely went into that trip. Um, trying to break my own rules Mm -hmm. i guess because i used to plan a lot um just to see what i can do and what i can pick out and what i can relate to on the fly um it's just like a mental exercise for me to make sure like i'm practicing photography that way as well because i think it's very important that you can um interpret the landscape on the fly as well as, I mean, even in comparison to like planning, you know? Right. So like when I see something out and about, I'm like, okay, that can relate to that and take a shot real quick before it disappears or, you know? So it's just, it was more of a mental exercise that trip. That being said, uh, I don't know. I think that'd be like, I have ideas, right? So like Mm -hmm. I write down a lot of my thoughts. I am a writer um, I do a lot of poetry as well. And we're going to get into that because I'm totally <laughs> curious about that too. And so like, I'll write these thoughts and ideas down and then I'll write the, these poems or whatever to kind of make it a little bit more metaphorical. Um, and then I think when I read it and I look at the poem or whatever, and, uh, I try to think of ways where the landscape can translate this um idea or concept Mm -hmm. or poem um 
but it doesn't always work or like I haven't found it yet or, you know, that sort of deal. So in some ways, yes, I do plan. And in some ways I don't. Um, I'll say, I guess, maybe 50-50, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but sounds again, fair. sounds fair. That sounds like a, a equal division of labor. Yeah. You know, and I, I used to be more of a planner, but, um, it was obnoxious. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's not fun to be around. Um, because I I feel like if I'm on a trip, like I usually go on my trips with like Tara or other friends, I'm like, I have to hit ABCD. And if I don't hit ABCD, then these ideas can't come to play. Mm, Okay. And it's like, you know, it kind of forced me to relax, um, and be like, you know what? No, you can do A and B, but then enjoy the environment as well and see what you can come up with it, you know, while you're out there. Yeah. So when you go out with you, with, with like with Tara, what is, what's the, what is the balance? Like, is she a, um, a hunter? Is she just looking for the right thing or does she have ideas of like, this is the place, these are the places we're going. She's more of, <laughs> it's funny. I'm more of the planner. Um, for sure. And she can vouch. <laughs> so I'll be like, we're going to go here, A, B, C, D. And she's like, okay. And then she's like happy that she doesn't have to plan half the time. Right. But there'll be times where she'll be like, I need to hit up A, B and C. And I'll be like, that's totally fine. We'll go do that. You know, we'll make it happen. And you know, it's awesome in that aspect. Yeah. So how did you, um, you've mentioned her a few times and, um, I haven't really mentioned it, but I recorded a podcast with her a couple months ago and she had some kind words to say about you as well, um, which is cool. She's a liar. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I well, love you, she, she, she didn't tell me that you're the planner, but um, that's, it's, I'm, I'm always a little jealous because it feels like the, the, a lot of times the buddies I shoot with, they're like, okay, where are we going, Dan? <laughs> and it's because I have volunteered to plan trips a couple times. And so now they're like, where are we going? Where are we going, man? Where are we going? Um, so that's, I think that's, that's pretty cool. How did you, you mentioned that you're both in, in medical. I know she's a family physician and, um, how did you guys meet each other and how did you figure out this was a thing you had in common? So we met through Instagram years ago, um, through some random photo chat. I don't even remember the details of it necessarily, but one night they're like, Hey, we should all meet up since we've been all talking to each other for, mm-hmm. you know, like a month now at this point or two or something. And, um, so we ended up all going and meeting at some local Portland bar or whatever. And, uh, we got to talking and me and Tara had this weird connection. I mean, like the whole group of people are awesome. Um, but it was bizarre in the sense that, uh, she lived in Tallahassee when I lived in Tallahassee, like when she was practicing and, you know, trying to become a doctor or whatever. I was, um, in high school at the time and graduating and then going on to, uh, medical imaging school. And then she moved over here. Right. Uh, to Oregon. And then I moved over here, but we didn't know each other. And then when we met each other, we also realized we had the same exact car and <laughs> and color, by the way. So it was so just like, who's like, driving? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it was so weird because I was just like, we both have a red Honda Fit. What the hell? Like, <laughs> on top of us living in the same place at the same time twice, yeah. you know? 
it, it was like it was it was destiny. That's, That's what that is. Well, I'm glad I asked because that, it's worth it just for that story. <laughs> it was weird. I was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> like, like so, so many strings attached, you know, invisible strings, yeah. and it's just like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Like, it's meant to be. Well, I, it always surprised me that that is way more. Uh, that's that is it's kismet, right? That's the that's the phrase for that sort of thing. Yes, I I, I love that, and I I always find it fascinating how small the community of you know, landscape nature photographers is it because sometimes you just, you know, there's some people that are just, you know, Oh yeah, I've never met that person there. You know, they live in, you know, Finland or wherever, but then, then you'll all of a sudden, I can't tell you how many times I've run into random people that I've been talking to for years and I run into them in random places around the Pacific Northwest. Oh, it's true. Like, you know, I met Jen Grand in Death Valley randomly like yeah. that was this March and she's super sweet, super nice. And she saw me run around crazy <laughs> and I didn't really have much time to speak to her cause I was too busy running around shooting. Sorry, Jen. Um, but she, we talk now and she's really awesome. And it's such a weird, it's just so weird. Like how everyone's sort of connected in some weird way, oh, you know? Sure. Yeah. Well, and that's, it's, it's weird. I, I have not met Jen, Jen in person but we've been in like different chat groups for, I don't know, a couple, two or three years now, something like that. Um, because like, I know somebody that knows somebody that she knows and it's like, they're all, everybody's connected. Yeah. Um, that's so true. But what's interesting. And I, I had dropped it on Twitter. So I'll probably throw a link to it, but you and I actually have met one time in person. Yeah. And I think you barely remember it because it was I did. Like, uh, I barely it was, remember it was it. like two or three in the morning, I think. It was 3 a.m. for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and I didn't even remember that I met you at one point. I was like, really? I met you? Because <laughs> it was such a like a long night and morning. And, you know, I didn't I didn't sleep right. that night. I literally watched Sunrise with Zach. Zach was also there. Yep. And then I went in the car feeling like crap. And Tara was sleeping in the car. And then she drove us to Vanden um, while I slept in the car. It was, uh, I was delirious. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's I, funny. I was out doing the same. It was the same kind of thing. We were up all night too. We didn't sleep. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, I don't do that anymore, by the way. Well, and I was going to say, like, it's, it was funny to me that I, because I brought that up to her too. And I don't, I don't see landscape um, nighttime images much in either one of your portfolios. Because we're both lazy <laughs> and we both like sleep and we love ourselves. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I, so. Well, there's, there's a degree of truth there. Uh, <laughs> it takes a certain kind of masochism to be a landscape, to be a it does. nightscape photographer. And total respect to people who still do it or whatever, you know, like good for you. I just, I, it's lost its luster for me like <laughs> years ago at this point because I'm just like, I, I know I'm only 30, but I feel like I'm the men- mentality of like a 50 year old. Yeah, that works. <laughs> that works. And I can't, it's so hard for me to stay up past like 9.30 to 10 now. And yeah. that's on the reg. Like, Do you eat dinner at four o'clock, like all, all the old people? 4.30 to five. <laughs> there you go. There you go. My, Mainly my, five. Uh, my 13-year-old my daughter always makes fun of us when we start trying it. We're like, hey, it's almost time for dinner. It's like five o'clock. She goes, what are you, old? Yes. <laughs> Yes, and I'm hungry, and yeah. I hate being hangry. So, yeah, exactly. 
Well, that's a good enough reason to uh, to eat early, I guess. <clears throat> no, I think it's it's such a it's such a fun thing to run into people like that, and um, it was it was certainly cool to just you know see you guys and meet you and go, oh yeah, real person face to face. And I, um, Sean, I met separately as well out shooting um, nor- the potential Northern Lights over tr- Trillium Lake. Oh, um, nice! Just on a random night, we were just I was like, hey. I introduced myself and he's like, I'm Sean. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then we got home and I was like, oh, it's that Sean. Okay. And I, I just totally didn't notice who it was. In the dark. <laughs> well, yeah, in the dark, right? That's yeah. awesome. So, um, no, that's cool. I, I, I always love it. So the, I'll, I'll definitely throw that up in there. That's their picks because it did happen. Um, we did meet there. So, okay. I want to, I want to go in a little different direction here. So, the, the the art that you make here's what i'm curious about and you can share as much or as little as you like mm. there is i want to get a little technical here so when i see what you're doing and i've you've heard me say this already because i said it in spaces when i was asking questions i i am not that good in photoshop like all of my photoshop chops are from learning how to fix my own mistakes to be clear and when I see what you're doing, it just, it's like, it's coming from, it's like from a different planet. And uh, thank you. Yeah, you bet. Well, it, it's, it's so, I'm not, the, the best way to describe this is everything is like super like ethereal. Everything is, um, it feels really nostalgic. It feels super soft and yet also really crisp where it's supposed to be. and the way your gradients work. Like I look at it and I go, I know I'm looking at a photo here, but if I didn't know better, I would think it was a render. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I, <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious if you don't mind sharing a little bit about how you, how you build these kinds of scenes and how do you, you know, how, what do you start with? How, what is your, and you don't have to give like the specific secrets of exactly what processing you're doing, but I'm curious how you build these things. Like, are we, ta- are we talking about a whole ton of layers? Are we talking about layers? Are there, are there a bunch sure. of artificial elements that you're adding? Artificial colors? Are you tweaking the colors in some way that is different from what's what was in that raw photo? So, yes, uh, lots of layers. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know how many layers per photo. Honestly, some of them don't require much, where some do. Um, and adding artificial color, yes, and um, that's just because of my chromesthesia, and I try to add that flair to the landscape. Like you know, like when I go out and everything, I listen to music or whatever, and I try to like bring back that part of me, I guess, right, and put it back in the landscape. Like, and sometimes I go a little too wild with it, but that's the purpose. That's what layers are for. <laughs> And, and yeah, right. And like, I know I go wild with my colors. Like, there's been some recent pieces I've done where I'm like, well, yeah, no shit. Like, this isn't like what it's what it looks like out in real life. But if you know me and the way I see the world and my art, you would know that it makes sense. Sure. So, like, I can give an example of like a recent one is. Um, uh, solar power which is like these sand dunes that have like these cool crazy body shapes um that is so altered you know uh-huh. it's like pinks and purples and yellows and light blues 
and but it's on purpose obviously because i really wanted to represent um lord's new uh single okay. solar power sure um and that's the colors of that song and i wanted it to be super perfect for that does it necessarily work all the time absolutely not like i've edited a lot of these before and i'm like wow this looks like crap at the end like i just spent four hours doing nothing <laughs> we've all been there <laughs> and i mean like it's not really doing nothing let me rephrase that i learned from it like this will not work so don't waste your time next time on this type of environment with this song or these colors because it just doesn't flow so it's a combination of both though natural colors and um, I don't really alter light much. Like I'm pretty in camera with my light. I'm, you know, I came from film and you had to get it right the first time. Right. If you didn't, you're screwed. So I don't generally alter my light much to be quite frank. Like it is what it is in terms of the lighting. It's just the colors that I keep messing with the most. Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking at solar power. I've got it pulled up on my screen and just for anybody who, you know, well, I'll, I should probably put a link to it um, in the that show notes. That would probably help, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, basically it's like this really cool desert dune scene but turned on its side. And this really beautiful kind of pastel coral and like these deep um, kind of purpley blue indigo colors. And like for, for something like this, like are we talking about different layers for the different colors or is this like, or do you choose like, are you using like a gradient to kind of, to kind of piece together what's going on here? Mm, just different layers. Okay. Um, and then I just kind of play around and see what works and flows. Um, but it doesn't always work. And it's actually kind of a pain. Like this one took a bit longer just because um, I've never, well, I won't say never, but I haven't been altered a photo so much in terms of color, I guess, as much as this one in particular. Yeah. So I was having a hard time finding the balance of like these beautiful chalky colors that I saw from the song. Right. Um, but it finally ended up getting it because I like I love the body forms and I wanted the body forms of these sand dunes to be represented really well because uh, I work in medical imaging, so I'm always around um, human anatomy. So for me, parts of this looks like muscle and tendon to some look like, like two breasts. And then if not, if you like zoom out, it's kind of like an arm and then there's some legs, you know? And right. so I really wanted those things to pop in this image in particular. Well, it is, it works. <laughs> it's pretty breathtaking. Um, I love it. I, I love the idea. Oh, do you mind if I ask about a different one? Oh, yeah, okay. Okay, so the one, when I think of your art, there's one image that always pops into my head. It's, um, and I don't know how you say it, but it's, is it, it's TSU is the title. Sue? Sue, yeah. Yeah, that's the, the tsunami. Yeah. yeah, that is, something about it is just breathtaking. And it's it has it is like like a wave but it's obviously snow on a tree of some yes. sort and i'm i would love to know more about this one so i definitely like in terms of editing or no well you mean 
or just I don't, like I don't want you to share it. all your secrets necessarily. Got you. Because <laughs> <laughs> because it's cool, and I don't I actually don't want to know because I don't want to try to copy you. Um, and I appreciate that. Yeah, um, I'm just curious about like how you know how how do you get inspired for this? What um, how much of this is like something you found? That one, yeah. Uh, that one I found the snow pile out hiking I, in, uh, I think, Mount Hood or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a warmer day, so the snow on these trees started kind of, like, melting down, Drooping. I guess. Yeah. Drooping. Um, and I guess the idea behind this for me personally um, is, I again, I reflect on my childhood quite often because I had such an interesting childhood and there's so much inspiration there that I can pull from without having to like experience life recurrently, I guess, because I've experienced so much as a child. Um, So I, when I looked at that, I was just like, Oh man, Sue, that looks like Sue for tsunami. Mm -hmm. Sue for tsunami was a, one of the Japanese like, songs i learned um when i was in okinawa Mm -hmm. um and it was just teaching us how to speak japanese essentially and um sue is representation of like tsunami itself the wave you know (laughs) and that works you're right and so i was kind of like okay so and then you know i when i looked at this in particular i was reminded of the Japanese um, artist who made the great wave of um, Kanagawa, yeah. which is the famous woodblock print, excuse right. me. Um, and I was just like, oh my God, like this is kind of like a good representation of like my childhood in, you know, in Okinawa. Like Sue was like kind of like one of these like childhood nursery rhymes and represents a wave and tsunami. Um, and then not only that is a great representation of the great wave of Kanagawa. Like it just like all like intertwined really well. And, but it's all formed out of something that's very different. Yes. Which is cool. And so it's just trying to like reinvent, I guess, my childhood memory of Okinawa, Japan, even though there's no snow there, but, (laughs) but it, you know, it's surrounded by the ocean um you know all these waves there and you know we had um tsunami scares right so it was kind of cool i don't know like that's i guess that's what that piece is about really i love it that's great um okay so a couple more technical questions and then i want to dig in a little bit more on the poetry part but um so i have i think i don't remember if i who i was hearing you it might have been with matt Payne talk talking about gear but what is your what is your arsenal like of what tools are you using? How do you do this? Because it seems like I heard you talking about long lenses is is kind of yeah, go-to. that's my go to. Yeah. Um. So I use a Nikon D810. Um. Currently, I wanted to upgrade, and maybe I will. But this works for now. I'll wait for this thing to get destroyed, and then I'll just upgrade then. <laughs> Um, cause it works for me. Well, so all I don't that see running around the desert, that'll, that'll do it, right? It, it will eventually, eventually, eventually it's just going to take a toll and it's, I'm going to, it's going to break. And, yeah. um, I use long lenses primarily. Um, I used to do strictly wide angle. Then I realized like wide angle is too formulaic 
and I don't care for it. And my work doesn't mean I don't appreciate wide angle work. I don't appreciate it for my work. Right. Cause I couldn't be as creative. Um, and I felt it very limiting. So I ended up changing my arsenal kind of to like a 70 to 200 and 200 to 500. So my go-to is generally my 200 to 500, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Do you feel like does most of the stuff live kind of on the long end of that or? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, But that being said, I definitely use the whole range. Like this shot, I think was like 200 millimeter. Yeah. Well, I was, I kind of was thinking that, and this is one of the reasons why it came up is because there's an obvious, I think a lot of times when people use long lenses, we think, oh yeah, you know, all their stuff looks compressed. And I think with yours, what it does is it's, it's effectively isolating elements. Basically. Yeah. I mean, you're doing the, you're doing the the opposite because when you talk about wide angle, you're kind of forced to include everything. Right. And when you're using a longer lens, you have the ability to, you know, kind of quote-unquote crop things out right you add in or add out yeah and it's easier to for me in particular to create yeah oh i think that's great i I love it well um it's cool it's it's kind of obvious that that's what you're using and yet i like what you're doing because it 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 almost takes me off guard like i'm not quite sure what i'm looking at sometimes <laughs> i don't even know what i'm looking at <laughs> <laughs> the, the only person that i can think of that has work that's kind of similar and i think it has to do with just the way that the post post works maybe is benjamin everett mm, yeah you're, fam- you're familiar with his work uh yeah i haven't really looked at it in years but yes like yeah. i know of him of course it's nowhere near as abstract as what you're doing. Um, the, his stuff is a little more like kind of fantastical versions of stuff you'd see, like normal stuff you'd see. Um, but he has a similar kind of like he's he's tweaked the color palette enough that you kind of go, I think this is real, but but there's something about it that's not real. If that makes sense. Right. Right. Yeah. What well, and I I'm prob I'm kind of a I wouldn't say I'm a traditionalist, but most of my stuff is. Um, pretty straight like i don't i just don't i don't do a a lot of changing it but i think it's really cool that this that what you're i think what you're doing is really cool and i i love the 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 freedom and that you're just unashamedly just putting this out there and making this new art in this way you know to speak on that you know it's been difficult in that sense to keep making what i want to make um i felt like in the landscape community because everyone's very like, no, you need to be straightforward with your stuff. And I'm like, stop boxing me in sort of deal (laughs) because it's hard. I know it just, it felt very off putting. Like it's like you're a lesser version of them or something. And, and there's been times where I've had to lean on my small group of friends like Tara and, you know, Sean, Zach, all of them, Sam, every one of them. And, they pulled me through and like, no, you keep doing what you need to, you know, what you need to do. Like right. you keep creating the way you're creating because it's different. It's unique. It's you, it's your world who cares what they're saying, who cares what they're doing. Um, so, and it's been hard in that aspect because there's been times where I'm just like, wow, I should just not do this, you know, um, because it felt so defeating in some ways. 
um, that being said, I'm at the point now where I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'll do what I want to do. So, it's it's interesting though because you have now started to find a place where those barriers aren't really an issue anymore. And it's been nice in that sense because it's like my work is photography, but yeah, it's different. And you know, and this is what I'll say. Even in the dark room when I started film, I always blended, I always altered my photos, my film in the dark room. Mm-hmm. And like I've always done it. Like there's <laughs> like I scratch up my film, I would make I would like focal blend some crap or you know, I I would alter the process of um like the colors, you know, I'd make cyanotypes, I do um solarization, I would do all kinds of different techniques. And I'd even paint, I'd even uh, oil, um, you can do like some painting on film. Um, And I did that as well. And, you know, so I've always been very creative. Um, And again, now I'm just at that point where I'm just like, I'm going to do me and I'm going to do it well. And I'm going to keep pushing it. I love that. Okay. So pushing forward, I, I couldn't help but notice that, you know, you, you mentioned at the beginning when we first started talking that there's all this writing you've been doing that you've been really digging in deep and you basically have written a book uh, (laughs) essentially seriously because every one of the photos in your new collection that you released on um on as, as nfts they also have poetry that's associated with the piece of art Uh, right in in essence the art is not just a photo it's photo and poetry and I would love to know more about that because um, I'll just say that I think that the pieces come to life with the words in a way that that they don't exist on their own. If that makes I sense. agree. No, I totally agree with you. And my work has always been metaphorical in the sense like a couple of years back is kind of when I changed the way I thought about my work and how I'm going to share it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And I've been writing this poetry and to um, to relate it to the landscape and have the landscape translate that poem and what that, um, piece of history is for me. And so, you know, uh, and to the work, uh, that being said, (laughs) um, yeah, it takes a lot more time to find these landscapes that best represent those moments in my life, I suppose. Um, and even with my poetry, um, it's I usually write it at night, I guess, and mm-hmm. or when I'm listening to music that triggers my chromesthesia. It just helps me um, get into a better flow state, I suppose, and I'm able just to kind of like word vomit in my phone, <laughs> and like I'll write things that that just doesn't they don't even make sense, you know. Um, but it's like a puzzle. Yeah, you get to put it together later. Exactly. So just like word vomit now and then puzzle it together when you're back home or you're in a better headspace, I guess, sort of, sort of deal. Yeah. So I think that there's not to kind of push you to try to unpack too much of this, but there are some really deep themes (laughs) in, in the poetry that's, that's in these photos. And I'm, I'm just totally I'm a little bit fascinated to know where this all comes from. 
and 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 all that being said, I'm fishing a little bit because I've heard you talk a little bit more about your background. Oh yeah. But I feel like I feel like I kind of know you a little bit by by reading these and by looking at this this work. And And you should. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. And I want you to relate and be able to understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. So in some way, like not to talk about NFTs again, but like this kind of forced me out of my box a bit more in the sense, like I finally get to explain what each piece means. Right. Um, Nobody reads captions that long on Instagram. So. No, no one does. And if they do, they're like, cool tones, bro. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I just spent hours and hours and hours for cool tones, bro. Like, at least say, like, you read it or it'd be like right. heart or something at that point. I don't yeah. even know. But, yeah. like, yeah. So, I don't, like, uh, for example, um, I, I, I'm okay with ta- I'm okay with talking about any of them, really. Honest to God, like now that they're out, I just, I'm like I've been at peace. Yeah. So. Well, I think um, I was trying to think. Of, there was one that you were um, that you were talking. I'm just looking through them at the at the time. Um, sorry. I'm no, not- you're okay. <laughs> uh, it's totally fine. There's so many here. Um, I know fifty is a lot. <laughs> I think the one that I was curious about, um, and I heard you talk, I've heard you talk about this one a little bit, Origins. Origins. Yeah. So, okay. Let me think. So, like, I'll just read it out loud. Yeah, please do. And then I'll break it down sort of deal. Yeah. Um, So I wrote, a warm, colorful moment in time for me to begin anew. A mixture of emotional desolation and glowing bliss. The start of my journey to find who I once was. So for that piece specifically, I wanted the colors to be very um, soft and very, 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 very colorful. Because in that moment, this mo- like what this represents is I was at a place where i was very i was suicidal and i was going to kill myself and i had a plan and everything um put in place and i gave myself a month to live and it's the moment that i realized like hey i should give this one more go for my husband at the least Uh, he wasn't my husband at the time he was my boyfriend because we weren't even allowed to be married because it was illegal back then right um thank god right thank god <laughs> uh, yeah crazy so shit. happy for you yeah that's uh... It, uh when people ask me like well how long have you been married for i'm like that's a bullshit question because <laughs> you can't ask gay people that like yeah. in the sense of like we didn't have the you know like we just didn't have the ability to do it so it's like kind of like a slap in the face i don't get mad of course but i'm like you don't think lesser, you know, I've been with yeah. this, this guy for 15 years, like since high yeah. school, since 10th, yeah. 10th grade of high school. So don't diminish that. Right. right. Um, anyway, that's my rant about that. <laughs> Back to the story. It's welcome here. It's welcome here. <laughs> Back to the story. Um, 
I, you know, I lived in the South, Valdosta, Georgia, and Tallahassee for like six or seven years when I was uh, middle school, high school, and college. Um, essentially, I kept getting bombarded by such negativity in my life um, by the people who lived there and who were from there. Um, I am Spanish, Native American, and gay. So trifecta trifecta thank you and <laughs> and over there you're either black or white like there was not really much diversity in that sense mm-hmm. um clearly you know florida just really hated me I, I don't know how to say it it didn't want me to exist and it really did dehumanize me um to a point again where i was suicidal and i did plan my death and wrote my notes and everything, letters or whatever. Um, but again, this moment was that realization where I should give it one more go and we should end up, we just need to leave. We need to go. We need to go. Yeah. So um, I told my boyfriend, well, husband now, <laughs> um, we need to go. And I didn't really give a reason because I was not okay. I was not in the right mental headspace, you know, um, team and speak about any of that, I guess. And then we ended up moving probably like three weeks later. So I don't know. This photo is like just a cool representation of like these two people in this desolate area mm-hmm. now full of color and hope and yeah, pointing. Let's go. <laughs> like pointing out exactly like look, we're going there. We're going. We're leaving. We're going to venture on yeah. and find our way out of this desolate hellhole. Oh, I love it. One and that's that stuff's in the caption on the on the photograph, um, and I'll I'll include this one too. Okay, so I have to ask, who are the people in the photo? Are these friends of yours, or are these just people off in the distance? I don't know who they are. Yeah, it looks like one of them's carrying a snowboard, maybe. Yeah, sandboard, I guess <laughs> at this point. And yeah. I thought that was so cool. I was like, huh, like what an adventure. I don't know. Like we're gonna do this. <laughs> yeah. You know, like when I were packing our shit up and we're going, let's go. Yeah. And so I, I was just like, Oh, that's actually a really cool representation of that, you know, yeah. of this moment for me. Oh, it's a, um, it's a beautiful, uh, it's a beautiful piece. And I thank you for sharing the story because that's deeply personal, but I think it, it, gosh, the picture means so much when you, when you hear that, when you know that that's what's where this is coming from. And I, I'm glad to speak about these things now. You know, I'm I'm way okay with all the subject matter that is in this and my photography, I guess, because again, it just kind of got forced out of my shell a little bit more. Right. And it's been a good thing. No, oh, I think that's great. Um, no, that's amazing. So one of the things that I think is so interesting, we talked about. Hey, we're being careful; we don't talk about NFTs too much. I think it's really interesting. The idea of when I first heard of NFTs, I was like, oh, that's cool because that means digital artists can now have a way to sell their work, right? Mm. What's interesting to me is that it's not just digital artists, but photographers have, you know, you know, I, I specifically am a photographer and I talk to photographers. So sure. there is this ability now to create new versions of your work. And, in, and it, when somebody decides that like they say hey this is something i'd like to either have in my gallery and and own as a as a collectible or it's something i want to invest in they're not just it's not just a picture it's not just pretty artwork 
of yours, but it also includes all of this stuff, like all of this poetry and this whole description of what's going on. Right. So uh, like, that's the beauty of it. I find is like a, you can include more art into this, like whoever owns this piece owns this poem, this information about me as well, this history. Um, and I think that's like really freaking cool. Yeah. So how does that, have you noticed, I know your art isn't, these aren't things that you just throw together, right? This is no. stuff you're working on. How do you, how does this idea of making this, of participating in this new electronic art form, how is that changing how you think about your art and what you make? It doesn't. Okay. Um, so you were already doing, you were already kind of putting them together like this before. Oh yeah. This is all like, this is a thing is like, I've, written like this you know like for a while i think all these pieces all this stuff has been mostly written already i mean i mm. edited it down and corrected a lot of the words or enhanced them yeah but no like this is out? yeah like <laughs> i just you know and trying to think of ways to like better word some phrases here and oh, there yeah. poetry is an art form for sure it really is and i and i love it and it will has not influenced the way I create by any means, and I don't want it to. I, in that sense, like I like what I'm making, I like what I'm photographing, I like how I edit. I'm gonna continue doing this, and you know, people get buy into it. Cool. If they don't, cool. Like, you know, I know my stuff is unique, and I want to keep being who I am. Yeah. Now, so many photographers. You know, I, I think all, are always talking about, oh, yeah, I want to go pro. I want to make a career out of this. But you have a career, <laughs> and yet you've been you've been making some money selling this artwork. What does the future look like for you? Are you hoping to do this more, or are you, or are you liking where it fits in your life currently? You know, that's a hard question. I, For me, you know, I feel like I have an obligation in some way some way to like help people physically so like medical right mm -hmm. then this pandemic happened and right. now i'm kind of like on the fence of like jumping ship sort of deal because i'm like this is getting to be too much yeah that being said if anything i might just go down to like a part-time and then do this more mm -hmm. on the side but I don't know if I would ever want to make it completely my career because then you're like, it's not about the art at that point, maybe. I don't know. Like for me, how I create everything is like I experience life. I write down this poetry. I create poetry. I go out to the landscape, try to find these landscapes that best represent it. Right. And like to think that I would have to be forced to do and think quickly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like it's kind of um, off putting. Oh yeah. So, and that's, and this is just for me, you know, like the way I create, it's hard for me to like, it's hard. Like if you told me like, Jared, you need to go out and, and by December, you need to have another set of like 50 images. <laughs> I would be like, holy shit yeah, i'm yeah. fucked like just because like my work takes time and i do value you know 
real life. Real life. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically, like, I value real life, and I, I like balance. You know, I like exercising. I like playing video games. I like reading. I like hanging out with my dog and husband. Yeah. Uh, I like eating <laughs> and cooking. And, you know, so... To think that I would have to be on a constant hustle, because like I know some photographers that are full time photographers, like TJ, Alex, and some others, and they love it. But they also, I've also heard the other side of it, like, oh my god, I have to like do A, B, C, D, like right. now, 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 and I'm yeah. just like, okay, well, I'm gonna go chill and play some Final Fantasy, <laughs> and then you know maybe I'll create a piece that weekend, just one piece or something, and then I'll call it good. Oh yeah, for sure. And so there's pros and cons, you know. Oh yeah. And I mean, the biggest thing for me again is like this pandemic. Like I'm, you know, it's burnout for real. Like just seeing so many sick and dying people all the time, and I the, like that takes a mental toll on me and i i, I know I, yeah and it takes a toll on all the medical workers like i've there's so much burnout right now it's it's wild it's so freaking wild yeah. and so part of me is like pushing to potentially go full-time photographer of some sort and then part of me is like absolutely not you know like that's not the way you create. It's and hard to, yeah, it's hard to tie your livelihood to a thing that feels like it's uh, ethereal. Uh, yeah, and that's my thing. It's like you're forcing something, and I don't like to be forced. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting you brought up like uh, TJ and, and um, th- just that idea. Because like for myself, I don't, I don't have a job outside of photography, but like Friday I was shooting headshots. Because it, you know, it's it's a completely it's photography, but it's completely unrelated to the creative right. landscape fine art process. And you like know? that's the thing is like you would I would maybe have to do that too. Like it's like I would have to do all kinds of different photography, not just like landscape or something. Like yeah, especially now with COVID, you know, oh, like yeah. you can't really hold host workshops. Um, so we're still doing it, but should you be? <laughs> and, and you know, and it depends. Like I, you know, like. I'm a stickler, but I'm also like, while you're outside, you can social distance. Like, there's things you can do. You can take COVID tests. Like, I get it. Um, You can be vaccinated, you know, but now with the Delta variant, you know, that's kind of who knows now at this point. Um, So, like, I don't know. Like, you can still do it, but even then, it's kind of like, you know, maybe not. I don't know. So, again, yeah, I would probably have to resort to, like, shooting everything and anything. Well, good luck. (laughs) That's not a a decision-making process that I want to be. I wish you all the best in deciding what you're going to do, but (laughs) it's a lot to think about. Okay, so, well, we've been been cranking here for a while talking, and I want to respect your time. we got, we got a busy world with all those spaces and Twitter and all that stuff. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta get back to, well, relaxing, playing video games and then also uh, connecting with the community there. I'm just going to go cook and, uh, drink some wine. That's what I'm going to do. Well, before we go, I wanted to ask you if there's anybody that you, um, you think I should talk to, and I've already talked to at least one of your crew, but, um, if there's anybody who you would either be interested in hearing more from or somebody who you really like that you think I should talk with? You know, I just, yeah, actually, um, 
I'd be really. Have you spoken to TJ yet? <laughs> I'm I'm trying. <laughs> okay. TJ and I we've been we've been playing tag back and forth, um, but I'm I have basically said, man, I, you have to, we have to dig in on that project that he the the water the ebb and flow project. Right. I got to know more about it. Um, a little I'll, bit of trivia. Oh, good. I was there when he took one of those photos. Oh. And, and it was the only time I've met him in person. We we ran into each other at um Abaqua Falls. Yeah. And I just ran into him. I was like, hey. And he's like, hey, we we totally knew each other. We you know, we've been talking online for years. And we've tried to meet up a couple times. And then my friend Cody Keto and I were there. And we just ran into him and he was there leading a private workshop. And he was like, Hey, check this out. And he showed me a couple of the scenes. And I think I may have watched him take a couple of the pictures that are in the collection. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, really cool. So I've I've asked him, and we're gonna try to make that happen pretty soon. But I think he's a little overwhelmed with all the all the good yeah. stuff happening with his with his work lately. And if if not, like maybe oh, like... give me more, give me more. <laughs> I'm always looking for new people to talk with. Do you know Matt? I don't know how to say his last name. Doug. Doug. Oh, the um, macro photographer. Yes. Yeah. So you and I were just in his space that he's hosting on Twitter. Yes. And he I, shoot. I, he's. It's really interesting. I didn't know much about him. I still want to know more. And I like. I've been speaking to him for the past like couple months or whatever. But like after hearing a little bit more about him today, I was like, holy shit! Like this guy's really cool. Yeah, uh, I will I, definitely reach out to him. He, I. It's kind of cool because I'm realizing I'm exposed to a lot more new people because of uh this boom of photography on twitter and um i've got a whole ton of people i'm looking forward to talking to yeah uh, you know that's one thing i did like about this uh, not to preach nft because whatever but one thing i do enjoy about the nft space is the fact that i get to meet all different types of artists not just right. photographers oh, like yeah. i met some worldly known painters yeah um sculptors um, some 3D artists that have worked on like video games. I'm just kind of like blown away to be honest. Yeah. Like I'm just like, holy crap! Like these people are talking to me and they appreciate my work. Oh, and, yeah. Like it breaks down barriers. There's all kinds of new art we get to see, and it's just so cool seeing all this different art. And for me, that's important because I've always been obsessed with art, and it's really nice to have these barriers broken down so I can see all this art again. No, it's very cool. Very cool. Well, um, what's the best place people can go look at your work? I'm going to put some links to a couple individual pieces, but what's the what's the canonical spot for uh, for for a way I flew for your <laughs> for your, uh, your brand? Uh, my website, Instagram, would probably be the best places, just Perfect. because it's uh, consistent there. And in terms of like it's stationary, unlike yeah. Twitter, you know. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, it looks like um, I'm just going to say something here and I'll have to edit it out, but it says lost connection to server and then nice. it says reconnected. So we'll see what if that causes problems, but I will jump back in and say, fantastic. I will, I'll put links to both of the your website and Instagram as well, and some of the other stuff. And Jared, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Yeah, man. It's been this, fun. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. It's great getting to know you more. And I have I have been pestering now, you and Tara both. We got to go shoot. I want to hang out with you guys. <laughs> we should. We actually don't even shoot that much. Like, that's the thing is, like, we do photography, but I don't even remember. Like, the last time I shot was when I went to Lassen with her. 
Yeah. And I think it was Lishy. And other than that, I mean, maybe I went out and drove around here or something and just like trying to shoot or something. Well, it's not so of... stupid hot. I go out fairly often. So it was I, so I, I got a little hot. crew too. Yeah, it was just so damn hot. Yeah. And I was just like, ugly, you know, like yeah. uh, the haze was unreal and the sky All the was things. Gray. Everything stacked up against us. Yeah, and that's what I was just like, oh, I don't want to fucking shoot. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make it happen when the weather starts down a little bit here. Awesome. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Also, I'm open to suggestions for interesting people to interview. So if you know of someone I should talk to, please reach out. You can reach out to me via the email link in the show notes, or you can send a message on Instagram or Facebook with the handle at GoTakePictures. New episodes are on the way soon, and if you subscribe, you'll get them as soon as they drop. But in the meantime, go take pictures.